Hello and welcome back to the Return of the Empire podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Emil Fergoso. As always, joined by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Nate Littlefield. Yes, I am Nate Littlefield, and I'm very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be talking 49ers football. We love 49ers football. Yes, I do. I really do. And it's starting, things are starting to kind of ramp up a little bit. I know well, we're, we're getting into that time of year. Well, we're slowing it down a little bit. We're in the summer, technically. I know, now. but you can feel it. You can feel it in the air. Enough. That's what matters. Less than 40 days away now from training camp, which is going to commence in late July for the 2023 season, uh, with the 49ers now entering their off-season period, per se, I, I should guess. say. Football never is in the off Never really in the off-season. I mean, people are still signing everywhere. People are getting cut. They're getting worked out. I mean, it, it, this is the, the off time for the veterans now. They're actually off now. They get, like, two kind of breaks during the off-season. It's right after, the, right after the season when that's over, going into the Super Bowl, into the draft period. And then it's this time right now as we go from mandatory minicamp going into training camp, which is in late July. So... With that being said, we haven't talked in a while, Nate. About no, we writers. haven't. We, we have not. It's been a little hiatus. I took a took some t- some time off. It is some yeah. family on the East Coast. Now I'm back, and I'm I am fresh and recovered. I'm back from Niners mini camp as well. That was a lot of fun. Those two days, Tuesday and Wednesday, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of fun, and just a lot, a lot of things to talk about. That's yes, for sure. Yes, I'm actually back from uh, our guy Eric Armstead, uh, Sacramento local Elk Grove guy. Mm-hmm. He had a, his uh, charity event here uh, that he hosts, um, Academic, oh, I got got to double check the name, uh, Armstead Academic Project, yes. I believe is yes, the name. Yes, you're correct. And uh, I, I went to that to cover that for the station and got to kind of see him and Trey Lance and Jawan Jennings okay. and Pat Willis. It was, it was, it was cool to uh, see them give back and just all the people that really care about them. And you could tell Eric Armstead, he got the key to the city too, Eric Armstead, yes, but you could tell he he still really cares, and he should win Walter Payton Man of the Year every year. Every year, who knows? There are a lot of great guys out there. I won't say every year, but yes, Eric Armstead is a phenomenal human being, and he, what he does for the community in Sacramento and San Francisco is very, very important, and I think that it goes beyond just what he, his play on the field of how an exemplary teammate that he is. He's an exemplary person, exemplary father, exemplary husband, and we, we wish Eric all the best of what he's doing, and we're just happy to keep covering and supporting him. Yes, yeah. So um, where do you want to start? Because uh, I <laughs> want to get into, I mean, if, if you have more things to get into about time off or what, what no. you've seen. Okay, I want to get into, you were at minicamp. Yeah. There was, a, we got a text from you, if a little behind the scenes here, we have a group chat kind of between the producers and the writers and just to kind of give updates on, you know, who's coming on the show, what articles are going up, all, all of that, yeah. right? Yeah. So we get a text from Emil in the morning that says, like, Nick Bosa's not here. <laughs> kind of when I read that, it's like implying that he's holding out, right? Yes. That, that's kind of what I see when I <laughs> yeah. see that text. And then shortly after, we get a follow-up saying, okay, he's here, he's in the building, just not practicing. Yes. And he gave me a little heart attack, and I'm like, are we really doing this again? Yeah. Like, Debo, we just got over, like... <laughs> Come on, dude. And and it, it sucked, but Bosa's here, and he's going to get paid. Yeah, he's going to get paid. It should not be a concern. Look, the reason why I put it in the group chat, and I don't usually do this because I try, try to make sure I have the correct information before I put it out there, Nick Bosa wasn't on the field for day one of mandatory minicamp. Now, this is mandatory minicamp. Everything else yeah. Nick Bosa is excused from that's voluntary. He's not going to be there. He's going to be in Florida training at his exclusive gym with his dad and his brother. 
This time around, though, Joey was not there for was not there during voluntary. He was in San Diego, or not San Diego. He was in L.A. With Joey the, was. Joey was okay. with the Chargers. He wanted to get more work with the Chargers because he's been injured yeah. so much the last couple of years. Nick was there in in Florida in voluntary OTAs, all that stuff. He had, didn't have to be at. That's where Nick was at. This time around, though, Mandalorian minute camp, everyone's got to be there. And so when I first got out there and I'm counting the players, I'm like. I don't see Bosa with the D, with the DLs, and Bosa's not a hard guy to miss. Mm-hmm. He, you just look at his quads; you'll find him. It's pretty quick. Yeah, like dude's got crazy quads. So when I saw Nick Bosa quads. not out, there, he just he does. I can't fun alliteration. Crazy quads. Crazy quads. Bosa. Crazy with a Q. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Nick, look, I, I I panicked a little bit because I just knew if Nick Bosa's not here, Niners Twitter's going to be in shambles. Yeah, going to be in shambles because this is a whole thing we had a conversation about. When are they going to pay Nick Bosa? When are they going to do that? Now it's not even how much; it's, it's just it's when. when. It is yeah. not an if; it's yeah. a when they're going to pay Nick Bosa. Because, I believe John Lynch has said specifically, like mm-hmm. he said, uh, he, we don't have a choice. We're paying. That, yeah, you don't. What are you going to do? You're going to be the team that lets Nick Bosa walk? Are you crazy? Nope. He just came off a defensive player of the year. He's the most dominant mm-hmm. defensive player in football. I, I mean. That, that's the reality with this guy. I mean, he's a 25-year-old pass-rushing phenom. Yeah. Just what he is. I mean, Bread he eats, eat, sleeps, breeds football. It's his, it's his thing. Yeah. So with Nick, when he wasn't there on the field, I was like, uh-oh, a small heart attack. But I did a little more research, got a, got a little more information. Matt Barrow, shout out him, The Athletic. He put it out there. Nick Bosa is, in fact, here. He just was not working out. Why is that? Nick Bosa explained it, actually, on Tuesday. Nick Bosa explained that this year, going into his contract year, going into uh, his fifth-year option year, year after winning Defense Player of the Year, it's all about managing his body for him. It's all about making sure that he has enough strength and enough what, not don't put too much wear and tear on him going into a what he called a 21-game season. And you think, well, there's 18, there's 18 weeks in a season. Why 21? That's because the Niners have gone to the end of the championship game in back-to-back years, guys. That the mindset is not get through the regular season. It's get through the regular season and then get to the Super Bowl. That's how they're preparing. Win the Super Bowl. And win the Super win Bowl. Win the Super Bowl. I did say something like that to Trey Lance when I saw him. Did you? I, I just gave him, hey, Trey, do you think you do me a favor and just win me a Super Bowl? Just as a little goof. <laughs> what did Trey say? He was like, I barely heard what he said, but I was nervous. And uh, he was like, <laughs> I was like, I got to just slip this in. And he <laughs> gave me a lot. La- I think he gave me like a little like coach speak. Yeah. Like, a, oh, yeah, we'll try. Or I don't remember what he said, but I was like, I got to. Trey, Trey's close something. pocket. He's going to be careful with that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who knows if he's going to be the starting quarterback. We'll see. If he's on the roster, he's then they win a Super Bowl. He's won me a Super Bowl, and all Niners fans a Super Bowl, and the team. Correct, because he'd probably be playing a game or two. Yeah, <laughs> with their, possible with their quarterback situation. Um, in terms of Nick Bosa, look, he made it really clear this offseason that it's about preparing his body to take on another long, long season. He doesn't want to burn out too quickly. He doesn't want to be too tired. He doesn't want to push through on months and days like in May and April and June when it doesn't matter when you're pushing through for nothing really. Right, mandatory minicamp's a cool thing for guys that are in year one, year two, year three. Bosa's in year five. Bosa knows what he's doing. As you get older and you get more into your NFL career, you get less out of those days because of what you're allowed to do in in, in training. Because there's so many regulations, you can't use pads. You got to be careful. There's only certain drills you can do. It's really, really constructed to pr- protect players and prevent them from getting hurt. And that's great. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that. 
players are getting less out of it that are veterans. Like Trent Williams, what's he going to get out of a mandatory minicamp for two days? He hasn't already learned, and his going into year 13, I believe, right? Like, that that's the reality. So with guys like Nick Bosa... He was there. He was working out. In fact, I heard some clanking in the background in the in the in the team shed, the team workout shed. I'm pretty sure that was Bosa. A lot of weight was getting lifted down there. Let me tell you, it was clanking, clanking. Crazy quads. Crazy quads. Um, hashtag that one. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick Bosa is going to be just fine. Yeah. Nick yeah. Bosa is not a concern. Nick Bosa is going to get paid in his in his words what he thinks he deserves. Yep, and I think everyone else thinks he deserves the same. Every like literally everyone on the planet, maybe. I'm curious to think what the what the final number is going to be. What, what do you think the final number is going to be? Well, I think it's going to be a long contract. I think I think it's going to be five years, right? Like that's that's sure fair to say. Sure. Right? Oh man, I'd have to look at who. Like, I, what was Miles Garrett's last deal? I don't remember, but the yeah. highest paid player, defense player ever, is Aaron Donald at thirty one point four four million. Yeah, both is going to surpass that. It's going to beat that. Maybe, maybe thirty three a year. Yeah, thirty three a year. I, I mean, would say like that. Yeah, it, it gets dicey when the um, when the guaranteed money comes into play. Oh, he's gonna get a lot of guaranteed. Money. Yeah, he's gonna get it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we just went through all this contract stuff. Not, I mean, just as fans, you just saw Lamar Jackson. We've talked about it a bunch. His deal and, and being stuck on guaranteed money, all, all that. So. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I think 33 a year is probably, probably where, where we're floating around. Yeah. I would say a similar thing about 33 a year, 33 and a half. I would say it's like th- 90 mil guaranteed. No, oh, way more than that. No. If it's th- if it's 33, say it's five years, that's 180, right? Like 180 or it's more, it's about 190 actually, 199 too. I would say he gets about hundred million guaranteed. Wait, wait, 30, 33 times five. Uh, 150, 100, uh, 160. Oh, I can't count, can I? Yeah, no, no, I can't. No, I can't count. Hold on. <laughs> I, I can't count. Hold on. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like 160 something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I still think it's 100 million guaranteed. Okay. I'm telling you right now, he's going to get a lot of that guaranteed money. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has to. He's earned it, frankly. 165. It is one sixty. Yeah, I just had to do it in my head. I so see. This I, is why I'm not a mathematician, guys. Yeah. This is why I write for a living. Like sports. This is why I sport. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't math. I sport. Anyway, one sixty five five year probably is a deal I could see happening, or a four year around that similar money framework. Who knows? Like it's just about longevity. Yeah. Um. Because Bosa's gonna be twenty six after this contract. After this season is over, he'll be twenty six going into next season. And, you know, how many years is he going to be at his peak? How many years do I want to pay at his peak is going to be a key. So it's going to be a four or five year deal. And Bose is going to get paid a lot of money. And that's all that really matters. That is all that really matters. And well, all that really matters. And he deserves is it. He's going to get paid and going to stay with the Niners. Yep. He's not going anywhere. He's not. I don't think that's a hot take at all. It's not, it's, yeah, it's, I would be upset if he left. It's he's the worst kept secret athlete. in the world, guys. Yeah. It's the worst kept secret. He's going to sign with the Niners. He's going to stay with the Niners. He's probably going to be a Niners lifer. All right. Are we ready to talk Brock? Brock talk. Brock talk. We got a couple things here. Um, during the week, I've been I've been producing the shows here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Mayoko asked uh, Brock Purdy. Well, I guess we got to start with where he's at, right? Mm-hmm. He's done throwing towels. Yes. He's he's throwing balls. He's throwing football yes, specifically. He, he he's mm-hmm. back. He's on pace. The rumor is he's on pace to start week one. To be back in August. He mm-hmm. will be starting, as of right now, it seems like he's starting against the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers there you go. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's good. That's good, positive news. 
after that news came out, I believe Matt Mayoko asked Kyle Shanahan in in the press conference uh, where Brock's at, and he wanted he literally asked in a, in a joking way. He wanted details. Yes, right? he did. He wanted details where where Purdy's at and if he'll be starting week one. Kyle had a very on brand response where he's like, basically he said it came off as like I don't even pay attention to that. I'm not paying. I'm not watching Brock throw. I don't. I don't even really care. He yeah. didn't say that exactly, but it really came off as that. And the first time I heard it, I laughed out loud. Like it, it's so on brand. It's so we don't know if we're going to be alive tomorrow. It's and and it was great. It was it was like. Yeah, I mean, that's just a lie. You don't know. You don't keep an eye on him. Like, I get maybe you don't watch him throw balls on the side. Like, that's his own kind of thing. But you know your team. You know where you're at. You know how important it is to have this guy starting for you. And for him to brush it off was so – it was so funny. And, like, I can see that irritating some people, but – I literally laughed when I when I listened to that. You know what's funny is that us as media, we also know it's BS. But for fans to also just point it out, like you yourself, it's just it makes me laugh as well because we know it's we know some of it's BS. We know it's jargon. Look, he's watching Brock throw. He's watching every single throw. No, but he's watching Brock throw. He has a little more insight than he's given in. He's got sure. an eye on him. He made it yeah. seem like he doesn't even have an eye on him the way he said it. I wish I had Look, the quote right here, but I don't. Yeah. I, I, I know I know which quote you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I'll pull it up, I'll pull it up in yeah. two, two seconds. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm Brock. Look, <laughs> Brock's fine. Brock, Brock is doing really, really well in his recovery. He's on pace. Actually, I'm be a week ahead of schedule. Um, he could be. There's a report going around. Or there was a, a, an opinion, I should say, from Mayoko going around that Brock could be ready to go uh, August 21st, which is the end of training around the end of training yeah. camp, which is very, very good. Which would be ready to start week one. Correct. Was, yeah. Because, ready to go means, quote unquote, 100 percent correct. That's what you mean by that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I when I, when I mean by the training camp thing is he could be cleared August 21st. Yeah. Ready to go week one mm-hmm. because he needs about two weeks to get it back up to game shape. At least yeah. two weeks, I'd say. Um, and so with Brock, that's a tremendous news. I mean, this is a guy who had to delay his offseason elbow surgery because of inflammation. We didn't know how bad it was until they got into the knife. That's the reality. And for it to be just a repair was a godsend for them, for Brock's future. Because if it was a reconstruction, you're looking at a 12-month layoff. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jake, Jake, Jacob DeGrom, a pitcher for the New York Mets, just got Tommy John again. This is Tommy John surgery we're talking about here. And while it's football, the baseball, apples, the oranges, it's still for a quarterback, that's a big deal. Yeah. So for it just to be repair, just to be to fix a ligament, that's a win. That's that that that's that's a win. Okay. Yeah. So regardless of what Kyle's saying, it's jargon, absolutely. But the good news is, is that they've let Brock talk to us. They've let they've gave us information on Brock, and even Kyle said it um, Tuesday. He goes, you know, I want to give you guys answers. I want to give you guys thoughts. We don't have any. We don't have any additional information. It's just a wait and see process. It's a go through. Go through the next step. Get to the next step. Throw a little more this day. Throw a little more the other, a couple days later. It's a process in his recovery, and it's a program that they know is going to work, and they've talked to with Texas Rangers, Dr. Uh, Keith Meister. Um, they come up with him and doctors in Arizona, the team doctors. It's a regiment that works, and the Niners also have experience dealing with this injury because Nick Mullins had it a couple years ago, so they know how to do it the right way. I would trust the Niners team doctors and, and their doctors and what they're doing. So, if you're a Niners fan, you think Brock Purdy is the number one de facto best quarterback on the team, and that's still to be determined. It just is. 
No, sure, no, yeah, no, I, and, I, it, it is. I think he is, but sure, I understand if you want to question it. You can't. Well, I think his play a hundred percent proved that he was the best one they had healthy. I think the injury. No doubt. I think, Josh, not, yeah, I, no think, doubt. I think. I think the injury change. I think the injury changes things a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially, I mean, look at Jimmy pre and post ACL, almost a different player and you don't yeah. have a ton of, um, you know, you don't have a ton to go off of pre ACL for Jimmy. What about seven games or so? <laughs> uh, yeah. but there's one throw specifically. I was, I was contemplating this the other day, week one of the 2018 season, the year Jimmy tours ACL, yep. the game before he tours ACL against the Minnesota Vikings. They lost that game. He makes this bomb, like, wild throw to Dante Pettis to catch this touchdown fingertip catch in the end zone. Yeah. And it's like, that was pretty amazing. And we haven't seen that from a Niners quarterback in a while at that point. It's literally probably like Jeff Garcia. Like, Alex wasn't doing that. Kaepernick wasn't doing that. Obviously, uh, Beathard, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Beathard, Mullins weren't doing that. I could go down the list. But, um he, after that ACL, he definitely played different, and it wasn't just 2019. Oh. So we could see that from Jimmy, or from, jeez. We could see that from Brock. Yeah. We could see that from Trey, too, if we see Trey play this year. We don't yeah. know how Trey's going to play post-snapping his ankle. Like, he could play with a different fear. Like, Clay Thompson, Warriors shooting guard, has sure. talked about not wanting to play pickup games and taking a while to come back the year they won the title in 2021 last year because he was just, he was, I think, scared. Like, I think that's what he said. So they might play with that in the back of their mind, and that's going to be something to watch. I really don't know, and I'm not questioning, like, how tough they are, anything like that, but sports psychology is a real thing. Yes. It's very real. And it, it'll be something to watch to see the kind of player Brock is. Yes, it is. And in terms of what you said about Trey, yes, it is a factor. Trey was running in, in, a, in practice. He was running and being mobile. And Running he, is one thing in practice. You're not allowed to be hit no, no, as a quarterback. He was scrambling. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, that's important. It'll be a different, obviously, a different ball game, quite literally. Quite literally. When, when and if he hits the field this year. Oh, he'll hit the field, at least in preseason, for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, preseason, yeah. Preseason gets a little scary, too. You got guys really trying to make the team. Including, I wouldn't say headhunting, but out there to, to show who they are and, and Trey Lance is spot. Trey Lance is one of those guys that's trying to make the team. Literally, yes. That's, that's reality. Yep. Yep. Is yep. Trey Lance is one of those guys that's trying to earn that spot back. And that's what Kyle said uh, Tuesday, you know, with Brock's uncertainty, the reason why they went out and got Darnold, the reason why they kept Lance, the reason why they done all this stuff, you know, signed Brandon Allen, is because they didn't know where they were at with Purdy until literally, like, Right now, yeah, they just didn't know where he was at. And while the videos look good with his elbow and he's high fiving people at the, at the Giants game and all that great stuff, until they saw him throw, they didn't know. And they're extremely encouraged by it. Well, Kyle still hasn't seen him throw a football yet, so <laughs> he still hasn't seen him. He's, he said he'll get around to it, but yeah. he'll get around to. It. I don't. I, I watch the guys that are healthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I watch just, the guys that are healthy. Just, what a great, what a great. Kyle, quote. Kyle is a king of one liners. I love Kyle for this. Um, but in terms of the the quarterbacks and the competition that I mentioned, I, and I wrote this in my column, a quarterback battle, a quarterback battle, because it really is a quarterback battle. Yeah, well, it just got dark in it here did. as we're talking, but, but I, we're just going to keep powering We're going to keep powering through. Yeah, I kind of like yeah. it, actually. Yeah, it got a little... It's, it's it kind of comedy club. Ominous. There it's could kinda, be a ghost in here. We don't know. It's kind of comedy club yeah. vibes, vibes in here. Like, where's where's Kyle when you need him? Oh, yeah. Kyle Ledbetter, go see him at 
wherever he Where, wherever he is in the area. I love Kyle. It's probably open mic somewhere. I love Kyle. Okay. Hey, uh, well, how how are you feeling about Brock? You want to get? Uh, you got anything else to say about? One Brock? more thing. I got to get this okay. quote out about okay. OTAs about the position about the quarterbacks. It's OTAs, so every position, like I think I've said to you guys before, I don't try to come in and know who who's ahead or not. All this stuff that gives these guys a chance to have a chance to compete in training camp. When you don't practice football an entire offseason, you don't do any practice of football since your last game, it's very hard to come to training camp and be ready to, to beat someone out. And so that's when you try to provide all this stuff just to give guys a chance to learn the offense, get the timing in, get everything. Um, so now when they, when they go to training camp, they're ready to compete, and that's truly where I see this competition starting is training camp. And that's that's obvious. I, I think you said Kyle Shanahan saying that obviously, right? On Tuesday, yeah, yeah yes. on Tuesday, yeah. So, okay, and you you were there, obviously, yeah, right? And, I was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is sincere. That yeah. quote is sincere. Mm-hmm. Off season programs are just precursors to what's going to happen in training camp, which is the real main event for who's going to make this team, mm-hmm. how this season's going to play out. That's the real main course to the start of the season. Mm-hmm. This is just an appetizer. This is just some sampling plates. This yeah. OTAs and the mandatory, that's samples. Yeah. Training camp is where the real action begins. Mm-hmm. And so that's why they're keeping an open mind. That's why they have Brandon Allen there. That's why you've heard reports. Brandon Allen's impressive because he actually was a number two guy behind Joe Burrow last year with the Bengals. Yeah. And that's you're not going to be Joe Burrow out. You're, you're, Joe Burrow is awesome. Arms. But I think that's more credit to Brandon Allen that he was number two guy than it, than it is to beating Joe Burrow out. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to clarify something I said to start the show. I said, you know, things are starting to ramp up here, and you you cooled me off a bit, which I, I appreciate keeping me in check. What I meant, for me, I know when I'm I'm getting that football drought, I'm getting that, that Niner drought, and, yeah. and things start to ramp up for me when me and my father are going back and re-watching Niners games from the previous oh season. So we re-watched just, just specs of uh, – I think it was yeah this uh, the Seattle game before the playoffs so Brock Seattle game we rewatched that the fake uh, screen to McCaffrey to Kittle up the middle where or he does the fake left fake right Kittle up oh. the middle for the touchdown just an amazing play and yeah. just a lot of fun to watch that stuff you had tears in your eyes watching it, tears didn't you? in my eyes dude I, See, I, I watched that play the other day I watched a couple highlights of Brock the other day because I, I remember watching Brock all season and seeing how magical it was and I watched watched it again in the highlights and I was like. Everything about these plays and watching them live yeah. was magical. He did some amazing things. Magical he stuff. He did some amazing things. And we would be watching the highlight still to this day if Brandon Ayuk caught that ball. In the oh my Which is not a shot at Brandon. I mean, no, he it's dropped a shot the ball. Brandon. He, I'm not trying to take a shot at him. I'll take a I'm shot saying. at Brandon. But, yeah, he dropped that ball after Brock had one in, like, amazing scramble. I think, I mean, obviously you don't forget about that. But no. but other people do. I think I brought it up on air earlier in the week because we're a lot of Ayuk talk because – he is just being so – he's hyped every year in training camp, but this year it seems to really ramp up because, you know, last year he backed it up. Uh, should we – are you ready to get into IU? Oh, right you th- I yeah. am yeah. all aboard the IU train. Choo, yeah, choo, choo, choo. Yeah. Like, I, I, BA is my guy. Mm-hmm. Not only Sun Devil, Forks up, baby. Go Devils. Go Devils. Go Devs, go. Um, <laughs> I love my Devils, man. Um, BA is a star. He's a star. Not and yet. I, a star in the making. He's a star in the making, but he's a yeah. star in my eyes. You think if he was a wide receiver one on, like, oh, I don't want to say Miami, but, like, if Tom Brady had him for for the Tampa Bay run, I think Ayuk would have been a solidified 
wide receiver one. See, that's hard because they might they might give him the Chris Godwin. That's well, hard. yeah. I, well, they it's were hard. injured a bunch. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, but like, say for example, I'm trying to think of teams that need a wide a receiver one. I mean, if he's straight up, like, if he was in Chicago with Justin Justin Fields, he'd be Fields guy. He'd be Fields guy. Yeah, yeah. he'd be his his guy. His safety net. He's way better than Darnell. D Hop might be that if he goes to the Bears. D Hop's not going. They're going to the Patriots. Okay. I'm going to tell, tell you guys right now he's going to the Patriots. Okay. Uh, we'll see what happens. Whatever. Anyway, Brandon Ayuk is a star. That, what this guy can do on the football field like is pretty unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Just his route running and cutting ability. And I think what's really glaring about his ability and his improvement over the years, not only is he taking the league by storm he did last year as a leading receiver over 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns, all career highs, right? It's the comments from his teammates and what they're saying about him. You know, we asked we asked Diamador Lenore, the second second uh, starting cornerback for the Niners. We asked him, you know, who's the toughest guy to cover in, in training camp? He goes, hands down, Brandon Ayuk. And that goes back to our days in college because they they played they played against each other in college. Um, but BA and he goes, his route running is unmatched. Yeah, unmatched. This is a, a team that has Debo Samuel on the roster, has George Kittle on the roster, has Christian McCaffrey on the roster. Brandon Ayuk's route running is a one. There isn't really many people better. Justin Jefferson, maybe. Um, uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, maybe. Brandon Ayuk, Brand what he does on the football field and the way he moves is so unique as a player. His hands are also like glue. I know he's dropped a couple of touchdown passes. I give him a stick for that all the time. He has weird, untimely drops. But 99% of the time, his hands are like glue. Yeah, I love this dude. He's so humble and so keeps to himself. But what's really impressed this year, and I noticed from the jump, and I wrote about it in my in my uh, in my observations, was that he's a, becoming a leader on this offense, becoming more vocal, becoming more well that, in his own role. That comes stems from last season too, being mm-hmm. so um, it it was it was a rocky off season. It was a weird. He was, he was in quote he was in the doghouse, right? Like that. That's kind of year he was. Yeah, yeah. That's what. He he's been through that with Shanahan. I think he's learned how to be a leader yep. and how to accept criticism and make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we really saw him grow as a player. And I I want to say as a person. I don't I don't know that for a fact, but it, it seems like that. Yeah, he's grown as a person. Yeah, he's he's always had this dog mentality to get better. Absolutely. I mean, he's a former JUCO product going to Sierra College. You know, getting offered a. The only reason why I went to Arizona State is because they, because they let, let him play wideout. Every other school wanted to play kick return. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. But because of his his struggles and because of his, I don't say drawbacks in earlier in life, he was able to get better and really hone in his craft. And now he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. And this season, year four for him, is a prove it season for him. Yep. Last year was the was the, again was this the beginning of the takeover. Just like he said, I'm ready to take off. This guy absolutely is. And everyone knows it, including Debo, who said, man, you can't cover that boy in a phone booth right now. You can't. He, he's, he's everywhere. He's a sponge. He's everywhere, and Kyle loves him because they love guys that are coachable. When B.A. first got there, he wasn't that coachable. Yeah, He hated to block, mm-hmm. hated to be a team player. Now, he's a great blocker. We'll go the extra mile. Go You'll down see field. him down the field yeah. when McCaffrey's running. You'll see him take a guy out. He had a, a crackback block, yeah, I believe, yeah. on a Seattle on a Seattle yeah. player last year. I yeah. mean, he cracked him. Maybe mm-hmm. it was a Rams player too, but that part of his game wasn't there when he first got to the, the Niners. And that's the important distinction with him is that he's evolved into a all around offensive player. And the Niners 
need that in their offense. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Debo because it seems like there's a lot going on with those two right now. Not not between them, not like a tension no. between them or something, but um it seems like there's a competition maybe going on for the wide receiver one role because Debo is like he he's came out and he said that last season was a disappointment for him. He was awful. Him and Kyle had a had a sit down and they 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 hashed out what he's going to do. He's never going to put anything like that on tape again. Yep. I believe that was the quote. No, that's a quote. But yeah, he's praising Brandon Ayuk, which is great and which you love to see, but this could be I there there's a point I brought up the other day um that the quarterback is incredibly important to how well the receiver does, obviously, right? Yes. So Jimmy Garoppolo played a different ball game than Brock Purdy. We're yes. assuming Brock Purdy will be our the 49ers starter coming That's a in. That's fair assumption. He will let the ball rip more often. Yep. He, he, he plays a different game. He'll scramble. He'll move around. Yep. Who does that benefit more? Brandon Ayuk. That, yes. I believe all of those traits that Brock has benefit Ayuk more Obviously, Debo's going to get touches. He's going to get catches. He's going to get looks. He's going to be the wide receiver one for for tons of plays. He's going to be that first option. Because Debo's game, catch a six-yard pass, bust out for 60 yards, right? Yeah, that's, just just, that's, corners, that's right? his game. So that, that will be happening. It's a question of how much. It's a question of how much will Debo be involved. And if you had to say who's going to have the better stat line, more yards by the end of the season... Combined, even rushing and and receiving, I think it might be Ayuk because I think the deep ball might be, I, the deep ball is going to be there more for Ayuk than it than it's ever been with with Jimmy in the past. I'll push back on the combined stat line because you forget the Debo is literally a running back as well. But yeah, well, there's 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 issue. I mean, McCaffrey wasn't there when Debo was our our running back one right for the the 2019 season. Sure. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's there, so I think Debo will get touches as running back. I would keep an eye on Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, obvi- yeah obviously. No, I would, I would keep an eye on Elijah Mitchell. Being traded? Yes. Okay, okay. Interesting. By the by, the deadline or before the season starts? By the deadline. Okay. May, maybe before the season starts, by the deadline. Interesting, sure. interesting. So, I know, I know we also have, I doubt, I mean... There's been reports, just like random things. Dalvin Cook is seemingly no, on the market. Let's, let's I don't kill think this. Let's kill a... this right now. Yeah. Dalvin Cook's not coming to the Niners. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is not coming to the Niners. Yeah. They're not. They can't afford it. They're not doing it. They can't afford it. They can't afford it. I just, yeah, I know you. There's, I wouldn't say misinformation out there, but people predicting that it's not, Niners Twitter the potential he could be a 49er. Niners Twitter. So yeah, I, I, whatever, whatever. But um, I just think the opportunities for Brandon Ayuk will be there to have. A, I don't want to say a better season than Debo, but maybe put up, not maybe, put up more numbers than Debo this year. Bigger numbers. Brandon Ayuk will make a Pro Bowl this year. Okay. Make we got to get Pro those Bowl. sticky notes going. Yeah, we do. Yeah, because that's that's a good one. Uh, we'll, we'll get them next show for sure. We'll, we'll so bring you don't them think here. Debo I'll, will, but you I'll, think... write it, I'll write it here for the camera to see. Yeah. I'll write it metaphorically. Brandon Ayuk will make his first Pro Bowl in 2023. Post it. Serious. I'm not serious. I think Brandon Ayuk will have more receiving yards than Debo Samuel. Yeah. Combined yeah. yards, I don't know. But receiving yards, absolutely. Because I think Debo is going to be used as a, a running back 1B compared to Christian's 1A. I think I think, I think Debo is going to, going to be that all-around offensive force he's been the last couple of years. See, I don't see that. I think Elijah Mitchell's too good if he's not traded for him. He's not, not healthy. To be the... He's hurt again. I get, yeah. He's hurt right now. Yeah, I just... That's why he wasn't practicing. 
I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. And Jordan Mason's in the mix too. It's like I love me some JP Mason. Yeah, I mean he's 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 in the. It, it's it's tough to say that Debo is going to be the one B for me. Definitely, I think Jordan. I I I think he'll be used at running back. Just definitely not every game. I don't think every game Debo is going to get a touch as running back. Jordan Mason is the closer for the Snyder's running back unit. Yeah, well, definitely. that means he plays every other game. Every game, who knows? But he's he is the hey. It's late. We're up by four points. Let's go turn some yards up for four minutes. We need four yards. Jordan hey, Mason, hey, J- smash your J- way. J- JP, come come over here. You want to you want to run up the gut five times in a row? Let's do it because yeah. the, the defense is tired as hell, and you are a battering ram. They don't think you can do it, Jordan. They don't. They don't think you can do it. They don't think you can do it. I do. I do too. I think he proved it against Seattle. Yeah, it was so took that thing for a touchdown. Yep. Uh, he's sure. he JP Mason could be the key to this offense. Yeah, which is, I mean, explain yourself on that one. When he you, is yeah. he is a Legarrette blood that Kyle Shanahan has never had. Yeah. Okay, he is a bruiser. He is a enforcer. He is a pounder and a grinder. And you know what else we saw this time around? Which I think is really interesting. He's been working on his pass catching ability. Yeah, which you, I mean, you got to have every tool in this offense. I'm, t- I'm telling you, like he was playing checkdowns a lot to JP Mason. He was catching them with his hands and being fluid and catching them on the run. Over under 19 and a half catches for Jordan Mason this season. 19 and a half. Whole season. Let's not say play, regular season. Oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. 20's a lot. 20's a I'm lot. I'm taking the under. I, t- I take the under, but I think it's going to be close. Okay. I just, I'm telling you right now, I think J.P. Mason has a lot more to his game than we think. Mm-hmm. I think J.P. Mason is awesome. He could have like a, a catch where it's like we need it's third and seven. The Niners need That's to insane. get down there and get a field goal. All of a sudden, Jordan Mason's catching a ball, running for three or four yards, getting well, that first. First game. of all, Jordan Mason's not in on a third and seven. It's, That's true. It's That's true. It's true. That's a good he, point. I'm telling you, they're going to run play act. They they ran a play action on on first, second down, and JP Mason's in. They would not be opposed to turn the check down to Mason because when he gets the ball, he's hard as hell to tackle. Yeah, he's a battering ram, a bowling ball. He's just he's a lot. I love him. He's a great dude. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he he was an undrafted free agent. You know, how many undrafted free agents do not make the roster, let alone play. He made the roster last year on this competitive Niners team with all the running backs they have. Beat out Trey Sherman for the number three spot. Probably going to beat Elijah Mitchell, too, for number two spot. I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, Elijah okay. Mitchell, as great as he is, if he can't stay healthy, that's that's the whole thing. Again, that's another on-brand thing for John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, too, to move on from a running back they've been successful with that's had injuries. You look at two guys specifically, Jeff Wilson yep. and Raheem Mostert. Yep. They went to the same team, and Mike McDaniel was involved, but it's like, yeah, I mean, that that's a something I didn't even consider. You brought it up that – Makes sense that he could be dealt. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm just a desperate team. I'm, yeah, you want to give us a third round pick? Here you go. Have him. I'm just. I'm just, I'm just serious. Depending on his role on the team, yeah, definitely. definitely. He's worth a third round pick in my opinion. I like Elijah Mitchell a lot. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think he's a very talented running back. But he's coming off two consecutive sprained MCLs to this to both knees. Yep. Okay. And now he has a minor thing. We don't know what it is. They didn't tell us what it was. He's got a minor injury. He's been dealing with. Why well, wasn't to practice? He'll probably be fine. All this stuff. It's, again, it's all speculation. They got a whole month-long break. Yeah. But what's real is that J.P. Mason is making moves, and he's making strides that are previously thought to be impossible for yeah. this Niners team to break into, especially considering how many offensive weapons they already have. Mm-hmm. Just adding him as a cherry on top. And he, fit, yeah. and he fits a need that, that they haven't had in a long time, which is basically be the Frank Gore of this offense. Run through people. Interesting. Frank Gore. 
That's yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When's the last time they had a bowling ball running back that can just take it and go four yards and no one can tackle him? It was Frank Gore. Yeah, it was Frank Gore. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to have the touches Frank Gore or the production Frank Gore had. I'm saying that he can play like Frank Gore. Yeah. Who is not notoriously known for catching the ball either. But, yeah, if, if he can add that to his game. Be more versatile. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's real. Uh, what else do you want to touch on? There's so much to touch on. Yeah. Can we just touch on Christian McCaffrey for two seconds? I, I need to Happy give Happy birthday. It was his birthday yes. two days ago. Yes, it was Wednesday. Yeah. And on his birthday, I don't know if you heard this story yet or, re- or read the, the deep dive. I think I know where you're going to go. You should. Christian McCaffrey, they were playing 11 on 11s. And I've been talking about this for a little while. Christian McCaffrey's a tone setter for this team. The, one of the leaders on a team that already was well-established. Christian McCaffrey has been there less than a year. Calendar year, I should say. And has already become one of the most vocal leaders on the whole team. Why? Because he shows up every single day and gives 110%. Doesn't matter if it's February, March, May, April. I don't care. June, July, August, December, January. All the months. Doesn't matter. If he's practicing, and he probably is, he's going to give you 110% effort. This is OTAs. This is mandatory minute camp. Most veterans are off the side hanging out. Fred Warner was had a uniform on and ran some, did some calisthenics. Nick Bosa didn't even dress. They don't have to. They're all pro players. McCaffrey's one of those guys, an all-pro player. Whether he got, gets the recognition or not for it, he's an all-pro player, which we can go back and forth on all day long why he didn't make the Pro Bowl initially. It's all a popularity contest. Whatever. But my point being is that Christian McCaffrey... In the month of June, with a long season ahead of him, got held on a play on 11-on-11s and verbally cussed out a ref for 20 seconds because he got held and the ref didn't call it. In practice, in mandatory minicamp, in June. That's the level of mentality the Niners live off of. They love. That's why Christian McCaffrey was a highway robbery of a trade for the Niners and the Panthers. He stole him a gunpoint. They didn't have to give a first or a second round pick for a guy who is an all-pro player entering and still in his prime. And is going to probably have a longer career than most because of the way he takes care of his body and because of the style of play he is. Because he's also a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not that bulldozer guy. That's that not... That's not a, he, yeah. I mean, he can. We saw in the, he can, yeah. We saw in the NCAA championship game, didn't we? He can and he will, but that's not his MO. That's not his MO. As long as McCaffrey can stay healthy, he's one of the top best three running backs in the NFL. I think everybody would agree with that. I yeah. mean, it's pretty tough. Yeah, to, it's, it's to pretty, argue that. Pretty, pretty hard to argue otherwise. What he brings the Niners is so much more than you could ever imagine getting. And the fact that the Niners are able to trade for him in his prime is, frankly, malpra- I don't want to say malpracted by the Panthers, but it's kind of crazy. It is a running back, yeah, yeah. It is, you know, we're talking about the devaluation of running back, and that's something he's, he's not just a running back, though. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. He's not, especially on this team. Yes, especially on this team, playing quarterback and receiver. I mean, how many running backs you know that are going to going to run a wheel route and catch back shoulder in, in the end zone? Mm-hmm. That's McCaffrey, or run run that fake wheel route, make it look like a screen, get the ball, and then throw it for a touchdown in his first game. As a start, he didn't know the not pl- even as a start. He didn't know the playbook, yeah, yeah. and he still put up twelve hundred yards from scrimmage for the yeah. Niners mm-hmm. in half a season. Yeah, he didn't know the playbook. I don't know what other running back can throw like that. I've seen like Derrick Henry throw a touchdown, but it's not like that. No, because they're throwing the hop, yeah, the hop pass. The, yeah, um, 
McCaffrey's approach to this offseason has been ground zero. Start from scratch. Relearn everything again. He didn't have to. He could have built off of whatever, but no, no. He's going to start from scratch again and relearn it and rememorize and recondition. The Stanford way. The Stanford way. He is a student of the game. He is all business all the time. And the Niners players love him. They love him for this because he's no nonsense and he wants to win a championship so bad. He wants to follow in his father's footsteps with the Niners. He wants to make Kyle proud because of the family lineage with Mike and all that great stuff. And he just wants to be known as one of the best of all time. And I, th- I, think, I think his versatility makes him one of the most dangerous running backs I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life. Do you think if he, let's just say hypothetically, he retired right now, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah, not a question. Okay. I, 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 re- I really do. Cause I think what he brings is, to the table is something crazy. Now, maybe he needs a little more yards. Maybe, he's, again, he's on the border for me more right qualifications. now. Because, again, he missed so much, so much time with injuries the last yeah. couple of years. But if he can stay healthy, and it's going to be able to now that he's not playing on turf, thank God. Um, it's Carolina. Yeah. Um, they gotta, they gotta fix that. Yeah. I wonder what the NFL PA is doing to kind of push that. There was a big push it was. Know, specifically by Niners players last year mm-hmm. to get rid of turf. I've never heard anyone say anything positive about turf. It's not good. I've played sports on turf. It's not fun. It doesn't feel good. Nope. Uh, does it? I, yeah. It seems very cheap. Of the NFL, especially for the Panthers owner, Dave, Dave Tepper, who's worth billions of dollars and just bought that team. Well, it's like your money is made from these players, too, and especially from, like, not always from doing well, but you would think the the cost to maintain a, a nice grass field would outweigh yeah. what it, the, the, the money you'd save getting turf. Exactly. And I get it looks better. Maybe the NFL wants turf because, like, it definitely on TV looks better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the NFL wants to look good. But no, it's an owner's decision, and some owners choose to be cheap with their fields, and others choose to not be. And that's why that's why teams, other players, love playing for teams that don't have actual grass, like the Niners, because they actually, I don't want us to be rude and say they care about their, they, they actually care about their players, but they do. Nin, the Niners care about their players; they care about treating their players the right way. It's all about building a relationship. Cardinals don't. There's <laughs> another thing. Someone said something this week about having to pay for their own meals. Yeah. in Arizona. Yep. That's pretty cool that they had to do that. That sucks. That, that sucks, they had to pay man. For their own meals. I just well, at least you don't have rats in your in your in your locker room like the Jaguars. Yeah. Well, they're they're Jaguars. They're cats. They can take look, out some rats, right? <laughs> look, the Niners. And not, look, I, I hate to compare other teams and Niners because they're literally the upper echelon of player treatment and player management. All this yeah, great I stuff. I mean, they're they're, an they're literally franchise. up there. They're yeah. literally one of the best ever. But that's important for these players. Is how are you going to treat me? How are you going to treat me after I'm done playing for you guys? Are you going to be there for me? Are you going to have my back? I think seeing guys like Jerry Rice at games, there's always Mm ex-Niners at games, and that that is something that the Niners do. There's a lineage of winning, and that's why a lot of people do that. That's why a lot of (laughs) – I don't say lineage of winning on that one, but – Yeah, no, not a lineage, but bringing back old players and keeping them close to the roster. It's it's great for the fans. It's – I would assume it's great if they want to, the the players that come back. It's fun for everyone. It's a a win-win. Unfortunately, with the Kings, they don't have the same gravitas of players that come back. We don't need to talk in about terms that. of the Niners. I was just—I shouldn't have even said. That. <laughs> yeah, you should. Not. I shouldn't have even brought that up. Not, the Niners have just an infrastructure of winning and a culture of winning, and it's what attracts so many players to them. It's why Steve Wilkes is there now. It's why Javon Javon Hargrave is a Niner, not with the Eagles still. God, that's so exciting that he's a Niner. Yeah, he's a Niner. It's so seeing him suited up videos the other day. It's a powerful dude, man. 
it's just it's it's nice to see just to know you're gonna have a real force on that defensive line. It's gonna be really scaring for scary for opposing quarterback opposing quarterbacks, yes, no matter who you are. No matter yeah. which quarterback. It doesn't matter if you're Josh Allen, a big mobile guy. You know who benefits the most from having Javon on the line? Hmm. Nick Bosa. Yeah. Because you can't double him anymore. Yeah. You literally sure. can't double Nick Bosa. If you sure. double Nick Bosa, Javon, Javon Hargrave is going to run through your center. Um, He's going to run through your center, and Eric Armstead is going to hold him there while Javon sacks you. Yep. Because Eric's a six, seven beast of a person. I got another one for you. Yeah. Uh, eight and a half sacks, Hargrave, over under. Ooh. Javon had, what, uh, what, 12 last year? I think 11, and the year before, I think 7. Yeah. I was just looking the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he had something like around there. I mean, it's different when you got to share share your food, right? Yeah, it really is. Um, I'd say it's 10. Yeah, so over. Okay. I will t- I'll take the over um, with that with Javon. Okay. I'll take the over for, for that. Um, I, I think Javon's going to be a real addition to this team. I'm curious to see how that contract unfolds with him being older. I mean, he's in his 30s now. Just win a Super Bowl. It won't matter. That's all that matters. Anything really yeah, is going yeah. to Super Bowl. That's all. I but um, yeah, I just I think Javon is a, a such a, a such a signing for the Niners, and, and it really speaks to what the players say about him is because they were shocked. Yeah, they all were shocked. They were, to, to add a quality of Javon's stature. It was almost team. comical to see. It, how it was comical. The players were. I mean, we all were thrown for a loop. Every single media member was thrown for an absolute loop. None of us thought the Niners could pull anything like this off. We thought it was too costly, too spendy. They don't have the money to make it work. Well. John Lynch is a financial guru, along with uh, Prong, uh, Prong Merrith. Oh well, yeah, and we've talked chief about operating officer. him regretting the mishaps with Buckner. Yes. So they, you learn from your mistakes. You learn you from do. Solomon Thomas. You learn, you know, and and <laughs> that's not their fault. You're allowed to make mistakes. Well, they took him at three. That's fair, I guess. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. They did a little finessing with with the Bears, which I still think was a good move and. Yeah, I, remember Kinda, that. I don't even know what happened there, but that that's that's all water at the bridge yeah. at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited. One more, one more over under, if we could. One more over under. Nick Bosa, fifteen and a half sacks. Yeah, I'll take that over. Take oh, 15 over? and a half. Fifteen and a half. Yeah, because I'm thinking fourteen for Nick. Okay. Do you, do you think it's a, it's it's a decrease because of all the mouths that feed now? I think the mouths that are feeding, yeah, I think the mouse. Um, last year, yeah, yeah, I think that's generally what generally what it is. I mean, if I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I take the over because just what they're ta- what the Nyers and Wilkes and, and him are talking about. Okay, they're talking about building the legacy. They're talking about building the can going to Canton. Hard to argue. They're t- hard to argue that. with Nick Bosa. They number. are talking about going to Canton already, as they should. As, As they, they should. should. When you win Defensive Player of the Year, I think it's fair to And you talk end with six in MVP voting? Yeah, I think that's fair. But <sighs> it's got to be consistently good. And so far, he has been. He's had one season where he has not played the whole season because of injury. This is a minor post-it. I say Nick Bosa. Small This is not a quarter This is not a stamp, but a sign of seal approval. I say Nick Bosa has 20 sacks this season. <laughs> Great, I'm here for it. I'm I say Nick, well, okay. I just think he's going to have more okay, single coverage. Okay, next time we sit down, I will, I need to, I for, yeah, yeah, I need to get that. You'll but, bring the postage. I'll but bring anyway, the postage. That's, that's it for the talk today, um, for Niners Talk today. We'll have more next week, more Return of the Empire next week. We'll be back more often over the summer. Obviously not as much to talk about, but we'll come up with some creative ideas and keep getting it going. So uh, with we that. We like to have fun. We like to have fun. And if you're not following the YouTube okay. channel or Sacktown Sports 1140, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. Come on now, guys. 
We're all here. We're all family. Anyways, that's it for me and Mel Fergoso and Nate Littlefield. We'll be back soon. Have a good one.